Welcome, Crusaders and friends, to Ashes Pathfinders, the dedicated Ashes of Creation show. Now running 53 episodes strong on this day where our dedicated Pathfinders, blah, 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 venture into weekly episodes. I'm cutting that whole intro down. I'm just going to nix it right there. We're going to leave it at that. I am uh, joined today by Wispabird, one of my moderators here on all my stuff and things, actually, uh, and also my guildmate in virtue, right? The Order for the oh, Order. Yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, also, Wisp is a content creator on YouTube primarily. And uh, I thought it would be interesting. I said that I was going to be bringing in probably somebody uh, and that I, I did say for the month of June, we were going to have um, a full show every week. So you're going to have one every week. We said there was going to be like probably two, um, uh, one to kind of fill in. My birthday is next Monday, so we won't have the one then. Hopefully we'll have Daedalus back for the one after that, which would be the week from what, the 24th, I think. If I did my math correctly, anybody want to scold me on some mathematics and make sure I did that right? Not me. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, I want to give a shout out to all the Patreon supporters, uh, all the Twitch subscribers, all the DLive subscribers, pretty much anybody who contributes to the show, subscribes in any way, shape or form. Thank you so much for supporting it and keeping the crusade marching strong and the Ashes Pathfinder show as well. Uh, but yeah, Wisp, welcome. First time she's been on uh, a show like this? No? Yes, thank yeah. you for having me. Right on, cool. So yeah, uh, I guess I, usually whenever I bring people in that haven't been on before, I try to get a little bit of information from them. This is the part where you kind of got ninja. I didn't really put it on the show outline. <laughs> Dang it, Sam. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, do you want to <laughs> let everybody know kind of what kind of content you make? Uh, what some of you know the gaming stuff you're involved in is and kind of where they can find you. Sure. So right now I'm over on YouTube, channel name Whisperbird. Basically, I'm looking for games that kind of bring back the enjoyment to gaming. I feel like a lot of games are repeats of clones over and over. So I'm looking for stuff that's unique to put on my map of entertaining games. Absolutely. Yep. Say no to clones because they're yes, not real. Say no real. to clones. They may look like real games or people. Wait, we're talking about games. Sorry. They might look like real games, but they're not really games. They're just a clone. You see it. I've complained about this so many times. So you see it on like movies. Oh, let's remake this one for the 380 whatever time. Songs, which sometimes remakes of songs are great. But usually it's like, okay, I've just heard this before a lot. Yeah. Let's bring it back this good. game. Now, one one game remake I am going to say that's fantastic. Okay, I'm hoping it's fantastic that they're remaking is Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you're like, oh, that's going to suck, or I don't know why they'd want to make that game, just go. Just go. Just get. Just get on. <laughs> go on, get. <laughs> right? March, march, march on out the door. Um, I feel like there's a song. You're not welcome here anymore. How's it go? Hit the road, Jack. Oh, yeah, that one works too. So we're going to do a little bit of <laughs> digging into uh, some of the stuff and things that we, since the last show that we have done, we have the dev uh, developer diaries. We have some of the cosmetics and we have dev, dev discussion for, we also had the live uh, stream that we can chat a little bit about. And so I think I'm going to talk about the dev discussion a little bit on the, I think it was on the weapon modeling, the del developer diaries on weapon modeling. This one was yep. released May 28, 2019. Um, 
you know, why do we go to biweekly every two weeks right now uh, for the show? Well, quite frankly, we're not getting a whole lot to work with here. Um, personally for myself, like we're 53 episodes into this and you're talking about a one hour episode every time. Uh, as my brother likes to say, I've got more content than Tolkien. <laughs> Clearly, we're talking about hours as far as viewing hours. We're well beyond as many view viewing hours as you're going to get in those shows. But the the point is, is, we aren't getting a lot. Now, I was pretty happy with this Deb Diary, though. It was cool to see, quite frankly, the weapon. When you go and you check it out, and I'm going to post this link here in on Twitch chat for everybody watching here on Twitch. If you go and you look at it, like clearly this is a very well polished weapon. I mean, that we oh, got it. Yeah. It was really nice. I was like, oh man, this is this is looking much different than the stuff we saw in APOC, right? Um, yeah, much more detail. Much more detailed. Um, you know, my question is for you: is where do you what do you think about this as far as an art design discussion goes, as far as the weapon modeling? So, so far, most of the weapons I've seen all look like they're kind of like glorious looking, you know, and I think that this kind of sticks to that yeah. and it fits right in with the community. But um, I don't know. Everything is gold plated and really yeah. well tooled. Yeah, I like is. the little turquoise hints on it. They're nice. Yeah. And I'm Art wise, I think it's a step in the right direction. I'm like, no turquoise, please. I love turquoise. I know some people love that stuff and I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's not my I would love some some like, you know, crystal gems radiating light. I mean, now. Oh, cool. gotta <laughs> have the light radiating. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching, on, <laughs> is that a sun behind my head? What is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It must be a paladin thing, which is a great choice, oh, yeah. by the way. I'm just saying. So, yeah, they. I thought this was really good. I thought it was a, a much <clears throat> better. uh much better look into kind of like the design of the weapons that we've got with like concept art um, or just with what we were able to kind of look at in APOC previously. Um, yeah, I, I think it looks really great. I think that it's, like you said, well detailed, uh, really clean. And it, and I feel like it's also parallel to uh, what previously on the show we've talked about when we talked about like the armor design, like the Iron Lion outfits and stuff that we saw. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing more that has this appearance, like more 3d rendered, whether it's armor weapons, more diversity. I feel like we're getting a little bit more into more diversity and styles too, as we're kind of moving forward. Um, I would like to see a step away from the APOC commonplace APOC stuff. Yeah. Things, I think right? a lot of us would at this point. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to kind of tie into that here here in a Likes little while. Justice Ray. Magic Man Kyra. Paladin of the Crusade. Subscribing on Twitch. Seven months using Prime. Buddy, thanks so much. Got to give a shout out. It's going to be ingrained into this uh, show forevermore. So that was a really short article, right? But uh, oof, I think I want to get into the cosmetic stuff. I'm pretty excited about the cosmetic stuff. And... We had talked about on the last show, we talked about the VEC a bit, mm -hmm. uh, talking about the VEC and we talked about the, what was the node, the last one? It was the, um, oh, it's going to kill me. Yo, I'm not going to, I'm not going to falter the, here. The um, merchant stuff. Yes, it was. Remember with the donkeys and uh, donkey. donkey tears? 
Or was it mule? It was the economic node type. Yeah, yes. Is it right? And we were talking about caravans a good bit. I do remember that you were going ham with the donkey talking chat. Oh yeah. That time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so pilgrimage of the diviner, right? This set of cosmetics, it's not very often that I'm like, I want a lot of the cosmetics that are, and I hate talking about the cosmetics a whole lot. It's not very often that I'm like really into the cosmetics. This was a set of cosmetics that I was like, mm. we finally got some kind of a real peak, at least from my perspective, on the orc a bit. Yes. That was awesome. What was your kind of impression that over the overall design of like these particular cosmetics? This I think is my favorite also. Um, it's very shamany shamany yeah. and the fox the flying fox i i'm buying that don't care mm -hmm. <laughs> fox. just the color scheme i love it it's it's my kind of thing they call it what the burrow hawk is that what you're talking about yes yeah i think it's cool oh wow it does look like a fox doesn't it oh mm -hmm. my god it's like a fox body yeah oh my mm -hmm. god i didn't even realize that until you said it it's got the oh, little yeah. black socks going oh my mm -hmm. Tummy. Yeah, that that was a really cool pet. I'm like, yo, I get into the pets and like the mounts and stuff. The mount was actually really cool, too. It actually reminds me of the what is it called? It's the ones you get in Outland out in like Negrand or whatever um, in World of Warcraft. I forget. Oh, the, I you know what I'm talking about? I haven't no. been playing that game for a minute, so I can't even think of it, but. Oh, wow. Yo, Jackal's continuing his sub too. What's really going on? Thank you, dude. Thank you very much. So I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm like, I love the tower building. And it's funny because so far the two uh, building cosmetics, two of the ones I would like the most are both work. Interesting. Yes, because if I'm not mistaken and correct me if I'm wrong in chat here, I'm relying on you, Weirdling, just saying no pressure, but I am kind of a little bit because he's our resident orc expert. So I'm expecting him to be like the orc expert for all things ashes. And if that doesn't happen, I'll be like 98.538% disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's just kind of the number I'm going with. It feels legit, though. But the uh, it was the tower. It was like this. It, I remember it was like a stone building and it had like um, almost like a telescope sort of thing on top. And it was like light mm -hmm. shining. And I was like, oh, I need that because it was like shining light. But that was the other one that we got. It was like an observatory sort of feel. Yeah, this one's uh, to look at stars as well. Alter is a glimpse the of the night sky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the yeah, I like it. I do too. And it's got like these stained glass windows to it and stuff. I like that they've been including lore behind everything. Yes, they've made it. Even if it's just a little. Even if it's a little bit. I'm yeah. waiting for somebody to start piecing all this stuff together. Because they're putting oh, just yeah. a little bit out there. And so at some point, because they're really keeping this stuff close to the chest. And they're going to get to a point where people are going to start to go and take everything. And they're going to start piecing things together and... You know, they're going to yep. be like, we don't want you to know the narrative. And it's like, yeah, well, someone's going to take it and make one out of it. Watch. There's always one. Yep. There's always one. They go <laughs> and they speculate it to death. But they got the nomadic reliquary, which is essentially the caravan uh, skin. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, it's got like this. Uh, 
I don't know, sort of celestial, uh, what do you call it? What's the word for it? Like a, uh, almost like an observatory, like toy on the back of it or something. Mm-hmm. Then you have the altar of silence, which is the cosmetic for the building or for the home on your, uh, yeah. Pretty cool. Yep. Scryer, My favorite one. Mm-hmm. Is it? Oh, the Scryer yeah. of Ebon Skies. Man, if you go and you look on that article, you can like get a, it's a pretty good close up of like the orc. And homie's got some gauged earlobes, yeah. some significantly gauged earlobes. But they're, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like they, the, as far as them as orcs, when I look at that, I'm like, it doesn't feel like the traditional orc I've seen in a lot of games. Like, yeah, he has a more of a human look to him almost. Yeah. Almost feels Which a little dwarven. If you think of like traditional dwarves. Yeah. If you look at his face, he's got like a big nose, has a big beard with like braids and like kind of like these latches, right? The ears are pointed. But then, you know, you go down and you look and you're like, his not green skin. He looks like he's got like tribal paint kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but like overall. His forehead isn't as pronounced either. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I like look at that and I'm going, if I just looked at the face and didn't look at the ears, I would think maybe he was a dwarf. Yeah. With a painted face. Minus the feathers, of course. Yeah. But just, yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, <clears throat> they called these, uh, bell manes, which was the mount, the bearded bell mane is what they call it. And as someone who plays World of Warcrafters, at least played World of Warcraft in the past, the Makar orcs out in uh, Outland in, in uh, the damn zone that I mentioned, they grind. Yeah, if you can remember that. Is it Talb? Not Talbuk, is it? Ooh. I'm not a wower, so I can't oh help you there. Yeah, that's going to drive me nuts. I'm <laughs> happening on the damn spot. Hold on. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm just no wower. <laughs> yes, wower. A wow goer. Yeah. Of course, they're going to go take me to Draenor with all this. I'm like, look, dude, no. They're like, please come back. Dude, dude. Like, no. Nah. Saw a pal of mine today playing Warlords, not Warlords, but he's playing the newest WoW expansion. I was just like, mm. nope. <laughs> nope. So, enough of that. I mean, I will get, I will find it, whatever. So they got that mount. They got the uh, the Burrowhawk we talked about. There's a shawl of astral balance. Everything with the vet comes back to like the stars. Mm-hmm. Now these uh, went into effect from June 5th and July 3rd is when they'll be out of the shops if you want them. That's how much you got to, uh, yeah. The and so the that's how long you got to get them. The Beastmasters of Nikwa bundles out of the store as of June 5th. That always happens. Overall, one of the best sets of cosmetics I've seen. Art style-wise, I'm really digging it. I feel, I don't know. I feel like with this one, I started to feel like I was getting more of a real sense, though, of what I guess we, we could really expect. And I think the reason I'm saying that is because we got to see something more of the orcs this time. I think that's why I feel like this one gave us a more of a snapshot into the orcs than really anything else before. And it could just be me, but 
I feel like, you know, kind of part of the narrative that they've had is they've been keeping so much close to the chest that we haven't gotten to see yeah. all the other stuff outside of like the Kalar humans and the Empyrean elves architecture and everything. So yeah, overall <laughs> weird. I love it. Loon orcs, balanced druids. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the Cape, there's actually star charts on the Cape on the right. It's Talbux. I'm positive it's Talbux. The mount? Almost positive. Daggum Talbuck. <laughs> it is Talbux. Boom. Sim for the win. <laughs> there it is. I can rest. Everyone's like, we're here to watch Asha stuff. I'm like, look, me too, but it's relevant. It does. Go look at go look up a Talbuck mount. And it and I'm just saying, I'm not saying they were ripping it or anything. Yeah. Wisp is doing it. Oh, Check it out. Wow. Talbuck mount. Yeah. They have the same sort of form to them, right? Like they kind of yeah. are raised higher. They're like their chest and everything and their neck. And I'm probably going to, this is like me trying to and, say the Siamese yeah. of horses. I'm not going to do that. Siamese. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get crap for that all Don't the time. Don't do it. <laughs> but, you know, as far they remind me of Talbucks, only they've got like these tusks, right? Mm -hmm. And they're a little different, but it feels like a Talbuck. And so. Yeah, Vex are so cool, Kyra and Chat. Yeah, I agree. The Vec, look, the Vec orcs, I'm gonna have one. I've already decided. Because if if for any other reason the Vec orcs don't fit the typical orc stereotype, they are such a far cry from like what we are used to seeing orcs be. Right? True, even yeah. even the um what's the other orc uh, race? Because see, this is what I'm talking about. We don't have so much to talk about. Sim's starting to lose his damn information now. <sighs> Baloon? Renkai, thank you. Yeah, the Renkai. Thank you. Weird. Resident orc expert. Thank God he's here. So the Renkai, I've always said they kind of, if you go and you read like the uh the the kind of information on on the, the Renkai orcs, they if I had to like sum them up, I would say that they feel very much like Bushido. Like Bushido in Japanese yeah. kind of like culture, right? Very much about honor. Like that, they just, they feel, and again, and again, if you take that, the Renkai orcs in Ashes of Creation universe, they feel like that. And n neither one, the way of the samurai, exactly. Neither one of the orcs in the Ashes of Creation universe feel like Zug Zug, you know, like from WoW. I mean, yeah. that's the kind of orc. You're like, okay, dude, you're a little dopey, but do I really want to be an orc? I'm not that fascinated. I'm absolutely fascinated to play orcs in this game. So, you know, as far as the, the classes, you know, the classes, but the races go, if they can kind of, I wonder how much Steven's universe veers away from the, the typical uh, stereotype for the different races that you see in, in these uh, fantasy universes. I'm just glad they're not mutants like Tolkien or shit demons like in Yeso or the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> So much for sim working on his language. Okay. <clears throat> Oops. So yeah, uh, the next thing on the agenda to discuss today is the dev discussion number four, which was posted June 3rd. The most recent, we're going to actually backtrack after this and talk about the live stream, kind of our impressions and thoughts on that one. Uh, dev discussion, share your MMO experience. Go check it out. It was posted by Lieutenant Toast in the official Ashes of Creation forums. You can go in there and post and contribute to the conversation. What's the worst experience you've ever had in MMO? And what's the best experience with? Why don't you kind of lead us on this one? 
All right, so I used to play this MMO called Perfect World International, and a few of you may have heard of it. It wasn't terribly popular, but it started off as not pay to win, and I became pretty good at it for the most part. Um, I got pretty high up in the ranks as far as end gear goes, and then they flipped the switch and made it pay to win, and then everybody was up where I was, so I felt like all my hard work was just belittled, and I was just another one of the group, so I got pretty angry at that. So that's my worst experience, is pay-to-win in an MMO. Actually, all MMOs that go pay-to-win. It's just one collective bad experience. Yeah. Especially when you sink a bunch of time into it without having to pay. Yep. And then everybody can come along and just go, oh, I've got like $500 or $1,000 to drop into this, and I can surpass you now. Yep. Sorry about your six months of work. I just uh, did that in about six hours. Problem. Best experience? Best experience was back when I first started playing EverQuest, back when I was a young teenager. Uh, God, that game, it was so much. And then, you know, we had EverQuest Next coming up, and then that never happened. So that was a little bit of a disappointment. But yeah, EverQuest, that was where I really got my MMO roots. And I think I'm always going to love that game as my favorite MMO. Nice. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I'm going to go with you on pay to win on this one. And I'm going to say the game that has, I know there's a lot of MMORPGs who have done it, but I'm just curious in chat, which, what MMO am I going to say is the one that absolutely pisses me off the most is the worst experience I've had as far as pay to win slash money ruining the game. I feel like they know me well enough that they're going to get it. Kyra doesn't know me well enough yet, unfortunately. The ages of arcs, weird says. I'm just waiting. Night Scream's sitting there. She'll know. What did you play before Arcage? Not before Arcage. I played WoW before oh. Arcage, and I played, um, I think, Swotor was before that, too. Or was it? I think it was before that. Ah, weirdling guy. There it, it is. Yep. And the loot boxes. Yeah, me too. Pay for convenience is just another word way to say pay to win, friends. Right? And the Elder Scrolls Online. And guess what? And now with Elsewhere, as much as I want to play, you know why I haven't been able to get back? I've already purchased the stinking expansion. You know why I'm not in that game playing it right now? Because every time I think about hopping on there. I think about the fact that in the cash shop, if I've got a character that has all of the achievements for collecting the sky shards, equivalency mm -hmm. of skill points, friends who don't know, you collect three skill, uh, sky shards for every sky shard, every three sky shards, that's one skill point. Do the math. There are 400 plus or something of them, if I'm not mistaken. And I've got all but the new current ones, right? Some of which are locked behind expansions and DLCs. Just saying. Fine, whatever. Uh, but with the newest uh, update to the Elder Scrolls Online, you can buy all, all of the Sky Shards in the cash shop as long as you have a character who has completed the achievements. All. And if you want to tell me that's not pay to win, I think you need to work on your definition. They've got the scrolls for experience. They've got the loot boxes, which totally feed into people's addictive processes. Right? Yeah. 
you want to talk about belittling work. I think, I think Wisp, you were the one that said, when I mentioned this, I think you were the one that said so much for exploration and all the hard work people put into it. Yep. Goodbye exploration. Yeah. And, and now you're again, taking away people's look, someone might've gotten carried and ran through and never paid attention to anything. Right. Gotten done. You know, their friend was like, uh, you know, their buddy starts playing ESO and they're like, oh, let me go power level you and let me go get you all these sky shards. You can be where I'm at. And then they get to a point where now they've gotten all that and they go, man, I want to know what's going on in the zone. They start to do the story and stuff. And now maybe they miss out on going into this cave for a sky shard or something like that because they didn't pay attention to it before. Right. It's just an area that they didn't pay attention to whatsoever. Now, all the stuff that they missed out on, you can say what they missed out on and you could break that down to so many things. But my point is, when you make, and you all on the show probably are going to be like, damn, Sim, how much you got to say this? I'm not (laughs) sorry, because I'm going to say as many times as it takes for me to feel better about the fact that that isn't going to happen. But I'm just going to say it, because that's what I do. When you take away the reason people have to be in the game and exploring it and having fun in it and earning from it and the experience they're in, I believe you are killing your game. One thing that World of Warcraft has done, and I will always praise them for, is they continue to incentivize and give you reasons to go back to old content for some reason and do it. Whether it's time-walking dungeons or raids, whether it's pets, whether it's uh, outfit sets that you can collect, whether it is a mount, whether it's achievements that you never got, they're always giving you a reason to go back and do old content. What reason in, in the Old Scrolls Online do you have to go back and do old content in there? You don't because the best stuff's in the cash shop. And now we're going to take away even more reason for you to go and get Sky Shards on your alts that maybe, you, maybe you've you know, got a main that you played for years and years and years, and now you want to go play a new warden. You never really explored the game or something. You got no reason to go and do any of this stuff and run around. You don't earn your stripes. You can just buy your stripes now on every character. It's already bad enough you've got like these experience scrolls that you can go and wear and grind mobs out with, right? That for a while there gave you more experience than even the crafted ones in game did. Not anymore, but they used to. Long drawn out way of saying you're you're killing. Wow, that's like, what's your worst experience in MMO? 10 minutes of sim ranting. Here we go. Anyway, that's my point. And that's what's killing a lot of MMORPGs is pay to win. And people are sick of it. So many people want an MMORPG that's honest to the soul of what that is supposed to be. People are craving it. And they're settling so often for a lackluster experience, just hoping they can get it. And a lot of times dropping money too. And so you got so many cash grab games that know that. And they just... they pump out these new MMORPGs, people go and they sink their money into it, and then they get burned for the same reason. And then people wonder why people are so critical of Ashes of Creation. For every little mistake that they make, for every little mistake, some of which are just what an MMORPG in development, it's stuff that happens. But it's people are so hypersensitive to the point now where they're just like, any reason to go, you're like them, I can't do this. Right? I mean, how many people are doing that right now is my thoughts. Anyway, best experience. 
working hard on any raid I've ever done for weeks, sometimes months, even on a boss, right? Working really hard and finally getting it before it becomes irrelevant. My hope with Ashes is that it doesn't ever really become irrelevant. And that's, you know, when you're doing something innovative, that's your real challenge, I think. Um, but in chat, Weird says, after playing Vanilla WoW lately, I think I realized one of the larger daunting factors was how they just keep tacking on new islands, new continents, new dimensions, updating their persistent world. ESO's content size is so large. There's no way I can digest it in any in a reasonable way. Compared to WoW, is nothing but pushing you from one story point to the next, ignoring the leveling exploration factor the world once had. And that's true, yeah. And I think that even World of Warcraft and, and other MMORPGs like it, especially with the whole instancing thing, which I've complained about a lot, um, you know, you take away pe people's reason to be out and about. Like it used to be in WoW, you'd have to go to a Hearthstone, you'd have to grab other people, and then you'd summon people there. And it made, I mean, I mean, how many people would leave a raid group when they had to go through all that? You didn't get people going bouncing out of a raid group so quickly either because, and I think it has to do with the fact that instancing is a thing. I can just queue for it. Well, if I don't have to spend the time running there or waiting, uh, then I can just bolt anytime I want to and I don't really feel like I'm being penalized for it. Good point, yep. You know, or letting people down that I didn't really talk to to get into the group to begin with. So... Yeah, and Weirdus says, now you stand at location, join a group, quest finder, AFK in the world, boss fight, and get loot. Yeah. I mean, you even see it on, like, you even see it in games like BRs, right? Like Fortnite, like PUBG. People queue into that, too. And then it's the same sort of culture. They just AFK, and they collect what they get from it. They didn't do anything for it. And then rinse, repeat. Yeah. True story. All right. Our next point here. Now, we're going to review the May 30th live stream. Alrighty. And now Wisp, like, you know, I remember when I said, hey, do you want to come get on here and be on the show? You were like, oh, I don't know. I'm not really well. I don't feel like I really like, you know, and maybe as well informed. No. So I feel like that offers some insight, though, because if you're not like Daedalus or I who have been like dug in the trenches for the past two years, right? Mm -hmm. you have a different perspective. And I feel sure. like that's the perspective that's so important because when we're talking about the delivery from the studio, um, whether it's uh, the live streams or these blog posts, like you're, at the end of the day, we're all consumers who are interested in a product. And mm -hmm. we want to potentially like spend our time and our money investing in this with other people or just our own time, whatever. Uh, there's still perspective to be had. So like from your perspective, let's talk about the past few months live streams. What's your impression been sure. uh, from someone who, you know, maybe is kind of checking in from time to time, just trying to see what's new when they post it. Uh, what's your impression been? And then how much did your impression change for the good or worse as a result of the last live stream? Okay. So from the beginning, I've been following Ashes, but as you said, not as closely as you and Daedalus have. So I kind of know what's been going on, but unless I hear it from you, I wouldn't know otherwise. So I remember first seeing Ashes when they posted the videos of the original Alpha Zero. So that's kind of where my whole view of Ashes started. So ever since then, I'd been in and out of the loop with Ashes. 
And it wasn't until APOC closed down that I realized that way Alpha Zero is probably not really showing of what's going on in Ashes right now. So that's when my view started to change a little bit like, hey, that was a lot of work they did and that just disappeared. And now APOC is closing, what's going on? And while there was communication with the community about what happened with APOC and Alpha Zero, it was still confusing for people who aren't like dug into the community like you guys are. Mm -hmm. So that left me with a ton of questions. The good news is that they seem to be a little more open to us about what's going on, and they've slowly been releasing more gameplay, fo gameplay footage and uh, leaks, those great leaks from Steven that we mm -hmm. see every now and then, those two. Mm -hmm. um, so that's always great. But I still feel like we're missing a big chunk of info somewhere. To me, it just doesn't seem like we have everything we should at this stage of development, unless I'm completely wrong about where we are in development in the MMO, which is completely possible. But I've always had this idea that Ashes is way further along than it is because of that original footage that I saw of mm -hmm. Alpha Zero, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So the footage that you were yeah. seeing back before we, we had like the BR APOC stuff. Yes. Got and it. then, of course, the BR threw everything off again. I was like, wait a minute, we're doing a BR. <laughs> What's going on? So even um, you were like, we're doing a BR now. Yeah. Yeah. But now that I see that all of the assets in the BR are going to translate over into the MMO mm -hmm. and that building the BR world is part of that, it's it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, marketing-wise, I'm not sure if that really speaks to the MMO crowd or not. All right. I think it's good. I think that's been a <clears throat> excuse me criticism, I think, of the using APOC in any capacity mm -hmm. as a testing environment. Uh, <clears throat> like, I understand where they're coming from. It doesn't really necessarily bother me as much as it maybe would the average player at first i will admit though i was like yeah weird that's kind of where i'm that's a good point i'm gonna i'm gonna mention that and he said the br shouldn't have gone public to be honest um i can talk mm -hmm. about my experiences in alpha zero i can't share any footage or any visual representation the um that was something that we've been allowed to discuss but we can't share that other information and I will tell you that one of my criticisms has been I don't really think that Lottie Dottie everybody should have been doing the whole BR thing. Mm -hmm. I think yep. they should have kept that maybe behind closed doors, no sharing of it for a while longer until we got to the point where they maybe even went through all those game modes. If that, Even if that was what they were going to do and then gone into a beta with APOC as a standalone product which there they would have had individuals doing testing in the public setting, right? All of the people who had, uh, you know, backed the game at a certain level could have participated and there would have been confusion about it as much. But from my perspective and a lot of people's perspective, they backed an MMORPG. Everything right. they anticipated being involved in was MMORPG. And even though I still am 100% aware that we have an MMORPG to someone else's perspective, they could be like, um, but why are we doing this if that's the case? So, and now we're in this dark phase where, you know, I think, I mean, it was one thing that, that it was the one thing, I mean, we made a, what was it? A command, um, using the Streamlabs bot to where people could do exclamation BR and it would yeah. give you a literal explanation of what I was saying verbatim to help redirect people's attention onto what we were doing so that they knew it wasn't a BR and they knew it, that wasn't the game now. And, you know, for the most part, it helps steer 
a lot of people, but even then, and even with them communicating it, it doesn't make it to everybody. And not everybody hears that or listens to that or even cares about that. And so that's the main thing. And so here we go. I think they didn't make it clear when the VR helps uh, them. Sorry. I think they didn't make it clear what VR helps them with. That was the main issue, in my opinion. Steven mentioned it twice or something. Yeah. And I think that was kind of part of the problem, which, you know, may, maybe if we had had Maggie in place, Lieutenant Toast in place prior to like November, just no. Actually, we started testing that Alpha 1 Phase 1, also known as APOC Now testing environment, at the end of last summer. Wow. That's, yeah, I, I was one of the first people <laughs> testing it, so I can tell you that. And so it was like mm, September ish yeah maybe even august possibly august but september ish and all the way through until december is what all the testing was there right it's just a matter of whether we had intermittent testing to where it became open weekend testing every weekend or through the week and then going into open beta and then they had the problem with um with uh transitioning into siege castle siege mode and mm -hmm. realizing they need to work on the back end architecture and that put things back. And so, I mean, I've had people, I've been like talking, I was on uh, a stream with another one of the official content creators for ashes. And it, she was asking me like where stuff is at with it. And I kind of like mentioned, cause she doesn't follow us closely. Um, she just kind of waits until she has the opportunity to actually like showcase it in some way. She was asking like where things are at. And I said, Hey, you know, there's, you know, kind of been a bit of a delay though while they're working on stuff. And someone in chat was like, there's no delay with the game. And I'm like, oops, but there is. Yeah. I'm not talking badly about the game. When I say it, even they've said that when castle sieges were, when alpha Z alpha one post APOC testing was supposed to be delivered in quarter two of this year. Hello. We're in that right now. It's not talking badly about the game. They said that, look, it's game development. They have to roll it back a bit. They have to roll it back a bit. So be it. Not a big deal. Yep. It doesn't bother me that much. You know, it's part of the deal. I, I never went into following the game thinking everything's going to be on time. Have you ever followed an MMO for a few years? That never happens. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Six months to a year. I mean, if this game is out in 2020, I've always said, People are like, it's the end of 2019. I'm like, uh, it could be. Uh, if they're saying earliest ETA is 20 into 2019, then say sometime in 2020 could be when we get it. Because until you're in beta testing, don't don't even think for a second you really know. Don't even think for a second that the game devs even know. Because the MMORPG, like they say, is a huge undertaking. And this is not a small world we're going to be stepping into in this game. They have grand, grand goals. They're ambitious. They're trying to be as innovative as possible and stuff that hasn't been done before. So, you know, with that, with that being said, I think the perspective of someone like you who's kind of going, you know. Like what? <laughs> what's going on yeah. here? You know, and you got to have someone to step out in front of that. I think that they been doing a good job primarily with 
I thought, okay, let's talk about the last live stream, right? That's sure. kind of been your impression, right? Pros and cons yeah. of the last live stream. Let's talk about that. Where are you kind of sitting on the positives and negatives? What do you think could be done better? Uh, what did they do a really great job on? If you had to give it a scorecard, especially compared to the past couple live streams that maybe you've seen. Okay. So this live stream also kind of stuck with the APOC vibe. Although we know APOC is transitioning into the MMO, it still was mainly APOC looking stuff. Yeah. Or maybe it's just that similar and we're all still stuck in, oh, wait, this is APOC, not the MMO. When the devs are like, guys, this is going to be the MMO. So, like, get used to it. Um, I thought they did a really good job about bringing backpacks into it. That was kind of an interesting new idea that I hadn't heard of anyway. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that, like all the little pieces that you can add yeah. to your backpack to make it look different. Um, I, cool. I enjoyed all the footage, actually, that they showed us. Um I I actually think they did a pretty good job in that. I thought there was a lot of good info in there compared to the previous live streams, which were like 90% talking and 10% showing. Yeah. And I think we need more show than talk at this point. Um, but I think that they've been doing a good job ramping that up, especially with all the articles. Um, and hopefully we'll get like continued communication going forward. So my recommendation to Intrepid Studios, if they watch us is, don't ever, I'm going to tell you what not to do because it is going to drive people nuts as in anger towards you, as in not going to care what you have to say until you've got something important to show us. It's going to be that whole fact and non-verb, deeds, not words at some point. Yeah. Don't want to hear any words. Just show us. Don't even talk. Show us what you got. My main thing is this was a good live stream that we had previously. It was good. Compared to the last few, it was, it was in my opinion, the only one that I felt like was really worth my time to watch, if I'm going to be honest. I felt like the ones before that really weren't worth my time. I could have I, I could have not taken the time to, to watch those. I could have worked instead or played a game or something. I could have used my time better, if I'm going to be really honest. This one, though, I feel like this sets a really good baseline. This is where I feel like the May 30th, I think it was. The May 30th live stream, I felt like was well organized. I like that they brought people in and had them kind of talk about stuff they were doing. I like that we saw something new. Uh, the only criticism of what we saw, like the Dawnbreaker man, I was like, yo, <laughs> I like that little dude, yeah. man. He's not little, though. He's huge. <laughs> At least he looked little. huge. Like <laughs> that was a really cool mount. That was something from the Kickstarter that, I mean, we've been waiting to see in-game rendered kickstarter items cosmetic everything and we got to see it i agree with you on the backpack the idea of it being customizable interchangeable oh, yeah. parts and stuff that was really really cool my only criticism only criticism of that live stream is one thing when that mount was in the air flying the background shouldn't have been apoc yep it could have been any place in the world of era I mean, it could have literally been an open field. Like for anyone who's played in APOC, I could recognize every single location I saw. And the majority of the people who've been following the game could too. If I can, I guarantee you 100% they could. So if the backdrop was a wooded area, no one has ever seen with architecture. I mean, it could be even the same buildings, completely unorganized in a, a different canvas. Throw it on a different canvas is what I'm saying. Because then people go, this is an APOC. 
-hmm. What's going on back there? Where are we at? Then you get people talking. Then you get people speculating. Then you get the chatter of people going, what was going on? Where was that at? Oh, I don't know. They never showed that before. It could literally be a snapshot of your open sandbox in the MMORPG world that you all have been working on. And it could be a trivial place. And that's where I think you should be showcasing these griffins, these hippogriffs, the Dawnbreaker mount, anything you showcase. If it's in the air, on the ground, don't use the APOC environment. I think that alone on its own can shift the narrative dramatically. And that's my only criticism. I thought it was well organized. I liked the enthusiasm. I liked all the new like blocks down in the bottom for people's names and stuff. Um, I, it was great. And I think that if that is their baseline moving forward, they're going to deliver every time. That's what I Agreed. think. That's what yep. I think. I think it was well done. And even though it's kind of quiet right now, I think the main thing is, is we're at this point where they said the work they've been doing on the backend architecture is what they said they've gone through. They have about 10% more, but it's the longest 10% or something like that. I'm like, Oh damn. What they is... also said they have an announcement coming up for us sometime within the next month though. So I'm kind of curious right. what that's about. So if that was a 30th, that's we're about 10 days in 10 days today. Mm -hmm. About yeah. 10 days in got another 20 days, everybody Woohoo. 20 <laughs> days to hold them accountable. So in 20 days, basically the end of this month, by June 30th, they said within a month, yeah? Yeah. Roughly a month. Okay. Within the end of June, that's when it's time to start going, so where's this uh, announcement of yours? Hold them accountable. Yep. And it helps. It helps me hold them accountable. And on that note, uh, yeah, maybe they let us know BR is soon, TM. I, I think if we can get to Castle Sieges, that'd be great. Because like I've said it before, the Castle Siege alone as something you can instance into is going to be something we haven't really done in gaming. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, Me too. I'm absolutely excited about it. Um, so what needs to change moving forward? We talked about that a little bit. Um, final thoughts. Anything that we've, we've discussed that you kind of feel like you want to touch base on that maybe we didn't get a chance to or even a special message to the team. If you could have one thing you want to see them do that they're not doing, what could they do? So, so you as a person waiting for this game could go, this would be really exciting. Okay. My one thing is to keep the communication up in the form of graphics that you can show us that aren't involved with APOC. That's what I would be excited about. Okay. And I think I would go with that and I would probably piggyback onto that and say, along with less concept art. Yes. Yeah. I think anything that could be in game MMORPG environment, no matter how small or big is going to, I think it's just going to deliver for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. The more we can step away from the APOC test environment in any way, shape or form, Outside of testing, I, I can accept it for testing. I think a lot of people can. But I think the more you can step away from showcasing MMORPG stuff and things in APOC, the better it's going to be. Agreed. Showcase it in any kind of environment. And that environment could literally be like, yo, bacon, throw a bunch of trees and grass and 
a few buildings in this, you know, I don't know, one by one mile radius in a, in a game testing environment. Just throw a bunch of random stuff in there and then showcase our mounts and stuff. Like that's enough. That's enough for people. Yeah, just do a walkthrough. A little walkthrough, yeah. You could literally go like, hey, we're going to do a quest today. And the quest could never exist in the game. But just go walk around. They did a really good job of it when they did the live stream and they showcased, this is how easy we can move things from one environment to the next. And so we did it. We went and we ran around. They killed some mushrooms, you know, killed yep. Sorrow's Hunger. It's all cool, like, scene, nice overview of a valley. And it wasn't exactly the same as APOC, I might add. So do some yep. more of that. And yeah, I know Kyra says, my one, show us some hybrid combat footage so we might know what the combat of the MMO will look like. And I know we're not getting there until we get through this back-end architecture stuff into Castle Sieges, through those class kits, which aren't the same as the kits in the MMORPG, FYI, right? That's my, my thoughts. So anyway, it's been a great, great conversation. Fantastic time. I appreciate you coming on and filling in for Daedalus. I'm sure he's going to enjoy watching it too. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. You bet. And uh, Squire Semantics has been the episode name. Uh, don't ask why. It just seemed fitting. I don't know. <laughs> I like I like the word combination. See what I you can come up with. Sounds good. <laughs> it, it makes a lot of sense from my perspective, <laughs> especially looking over everything we talked about. Um, to everyone... Uh, thanks for hanging out. The next uh, show will be um, probably the 24th, if uh, I'm not mistaken, 24th of June. It'll be two Mondays from today, which is the 10th. Um, next week, uh, next Monday is my birthday. I'll be streaming if you want to drop by and say hi on Twitch. More than welcome to do so. Can't can't uh, can't say that I won't be intoxicated. Possibly. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I've done great on my diet for like nine to 10 months now. It's time to break it all down. Um, wow, people are really excited about this in the chat. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like you all know something that other people may not. Oh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know if I really should have like advertised that <laughs> on here. Hey, it's being recorded. Um, it is evidence. <laughs> Hashtag dark sim. <laughs> no, no, man. We'll still walk in the light. Only um there'll be a dark light. I don't know how's it work. Is that like a black light? Because that, never mind. Leaving it alone. All right. Oh, God. It's been fantastic. Drunk ESO question mark? No, 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 no. Definitely. Well, maybe. I don't know. I remember Dark Sim. What are you talking about? We're going to have a post-show discussion. All right. Wisp, it's been fantastic. Thanks for hanging out, everybody on stream and on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Feel free to toss some comments. Let us know what you think. Uh what you'd like to see um, and contribute to the conversation regarding the dev discussion and uh, what you think about the game's current state. Um, we'll be back for in a couple weeks for the episode and then we'll be continuing again in July to more regular episodes. Um, and until next time, go check out Wisp, uh, honor stuff and things. Do you want to give him a shout out? Tell him again on your YouTube, Wisp, Wisp of Bird, W-H-I-S-P-A-B-I-R-D. Um, yes, also on Twitter, same name. Yes. Yep. yep. All my socials with the bird. Go. There you go. And you all have a great couple weeks. Until next time, I'll catch you on stream. Have a great week, everyone.